0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This week, Sean and I jumped right in. We did a recap of the Super Bowl, the halftime show, all the festivities. Following that, we talked NFL awards and off-season things. After that, we talked golf. That's, I mean, come on, this is becoming a golf podcast. Um, After that, we talked a little bit of Yankees and MLB, and then we did some college basketball and NBA very quickly. So follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports, and we will be talking to you guys soon. Enjoy the pod.
1: everybody and welcome into the sorry to interrupt podcast we are here for episode 279 tom we got a lot to recap we got some stuff to look forward to all i can say is i was in a very joyous mood after the game on sunday night
0: could have gone one of two ways for you joyous or miserable um but with that being said go ahead i'm raving my fingers towards myself right now go ahead and give me my flowers now go ahead
1: it's your time um, now. Selfishly, I have to say we made the pick for uh, for Phillips, but no, this was you all the way. You you stuck, you stuck to your guns. Uh, you picked them. There was not a lot of people picking them with all the hype around that division this year. Yeah, man, your Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champs second time in four years.
0: I mean, I really should just send out all of our NFL podcasts over the past year to anybody that'll listen that's in a position to hire me to do this for a living, and then maybe I'll throw you a job as my assistant. Um, because Funny
1: how you're always having me as the assistant, you know. I mean,
0: between I oh, wow. finished above 500 on my gambling, my record was historic on my over-unders, and then I picked the cans. I feel like I might be the only person to not only pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, but stick by them all year and never pick against them.
1: Well, listen, Travis, Kelsey said nobody gave him any respect. I guess on Fox. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. And for the people on Fox, I guess everyone picked the Eagles on the panel. Wow. Um, That's a shock. Kelsey, you can can come on the Sorry to Interrupt podcast anytime and say, hey, there was somebody that stuck with you. So don't say we gave you no respect.
0: That's for sure. He's welcome on. But I'm not going to spend the time to verify that. If anybody wants to tweet us at Sorry Sports and let us know if that's true. But I find it. Really hard to believe that not a single person picked fucking Patrick Mahomes on the Fox cast to win the Super Bowl.
1: Man, I think all the money was on Philly. I think everybody just loved well, I Philly know the, for the domination. And, I know and, the public know,
0: money City. was, but I figured yeah, but, at least one expert would pick him. Am I the only I expert know. left?
1: Uh, evidently, <laughs> evidently.
0: Yeah, well, it was it was um it was a tough first half. Um, needless to say the Eagles were rolling though. Hertz was playing really well. Um, as for my bets, um, thankfully, Sean, I was able to salvage it by turning a $10 free bet into $26 and then turning $26 into $180 or something like that on a college basketball game on Saturday. So I did end up on the weekend in the plus.
1: Good for you. Listen, I mean, things are just coming up roses for you. What can I say?
0: Yeah, I'm doing okay. What would you think of the game? I feel like we have to talk halftime at some point. But first, let's let's talk about the game.
1: We'll be talking, Rihanna. Um, Yeah, I mean, the first half, listen, Philly went right down the field in their opening drive. Um, You know, Mahomes looked really good uh, for Kansas City. Obviously, that missed field goal. But I felt like this was going to be kind of an offensive explosion. But the weird part was, man, I mean, it became apparent pretty early. I know it really reared its ugly head as the the game went on. But to me, I even remarked to some of my friends who I was watching the game with. I was like, these guys are sliding all over the field. Like, nobody has any footing. And it was kind of apparent from that first drive with Philly, uh, even though they scored the touchdown.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I don't know, the the grass in Arizona wasn't good enough. You know, like professional sports teams play there already as it is. You do you mean to tell me that the car so you're telling the Cardinals right now that they don't have the best conditions every Sunday, that there's better out there? That's I didn't get that. It's
1: the fucking Super Bowl. There should be the, the cream of the crop in terms of field conditions. That's ridiculous.
0: But but my whole point is, like, why do you—the grass, clearly, in Arizona is perfectly fine. Why do you have to bring in new grass?
1: I I think that they just did a whole new turf from the one that the Cardinals played on all year. I I don't understand it, man. But wasn't
0: Uh, it live grass? Because they had the whole grass grower, the whole little thing about him.
1: I don't know what the whole turf situation with it is because, you know, the roof is open, you know, some of the time there, so— I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. We need like a groundskeeper. I think to it's come live. Talk
0: about it. I, I I don't know if you're referring to turf because when I when you say turf, I automatically think it's artificial. But I'm no, almost positive turf, it's real. Some
1: of the turf, some of the turf is a is a hybrid turf. You see that with a lot of those multi multi-purpose stadiums or a lot of those open roof slash dome stadiums.
0: All I know is that before the Super Bowl and before the gummies kicked in, we'll just leave it at that, they had, for myself, they had the guy who grew the grass. They had like a little 30-second tidbit about him. So I think it was like grass.
1: All right. Well, if it was just pure grass and not that hybrid shit, then... I didn't even
0: know that was a thing.
1: Yeah, it's a thing. There's a couple couple of the new modern... Do you mean to uh, like tell me
0: that not before. only are they growing grass, but they're also putting artificial turf in between it?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a hundred percent a thing. Um,
0: that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I know, like um, I know the field in Miami where the um, Marlins play. That's that's one of those because it's the roof is open sometimes, but at other times it's closed, and it's not just pure artificial. But anyway, we're not here to talk about all that. I just wanted to point out the field conditions and how, how absolutely brutal they were. But yeah, I mean, man, honestly, Hertz's arm looked fine to me. Uh, they were running the ball, I thought pretty well. But what I loved that Kansas City did and that didn't I mean, obviously, that fumble recovery was huge when it looked like Philly was maybe going to I'm not going to say put the game out of reach, but they were going to go up a comfortable margin and and have all momentum. I mean, I love the Kansas City play calling. Everybody, including myself, thought that Mahomes was going to just come out of the gate firing. Kelsey had an electric first drive, but so did Pacheco. I think they were opening drive. They ran it four times and threw it twice. And that probably put this vaunted Philadelphia front a little bit back on their heels. Because I would think that, you know, coming from, okay, they're going to get Mahomes comfortable. They're going to maybe roll him out a little bit, see how that ankle is feeling. I mean, Kelsey was wide open both times including the touchdown and I thought Pacheco was running really angry and and from that standpoint their offense became wide open the rest of the game
0: yeah I know Mahomes won the MVP which you know I was happy to have that bet cash but if he didn't have that third touchdown you gotta look at Pacheco as one of the MVPs he played incredible in this game and Andy Reid shout out to him he knew that they had to go turn over three free in order to win this game that Eagles offense, that entire team and defense is predicated on them forcing turnovers, and Mahomes played a clean game. The yardage wasn't there, but the passing touchdowns were. Um, and I, I, like you said, I don't think the Eagles expected them to really have any semblance of a running game at all, and that offensive line stepped the fuck up too.
1: I want to give complete credit to that Chiefs offensive line. Like, the fact that they didn't allow a sack. Hassan Reddick yeah. you know, was a non-factor couple of these guys sweat, complete non-factor. And I thought the secondary, you know, this is how I feel about most secondaries. It's hard to really gauge them when you look at sack numbers and pressure numbers from the defensive line. Because it's like, oh, you know, I always, I think a perfect example of this is like the Giants – in their two Super Bowl runs and th- with their secondaries. I mean, well, their, gr- their defense was great. It was like, no, their defense was opportunistic because they forced so many rushed passes. I'm I, Darius Slay and, and uh, obviously Bradbury are top corners, but they're not able to just – they're not able to play their best version when Mahomes has six, seven seconds every play to throw.
0: Yeah, and I think that just led into his decision-making where he, he just played um, – I I wouldn't say a perfect game but he just played turnover free football. It was it was it was a slow first half but the second half really picked up and I had a lot of fun watching it. But I have to say the Eagles offense played equally as well. Their defense just didn't get the job done. Straight up and no. you know I don't know I don't know if you want to play play the percentage game on how much blame goes to the defense or how much credit goes to the offensive line and the Eagles offense and the play calling but it, there's there's a split in there somewhere. The Eagles defense should have played better. You gotta get more pressure on Mahomes and you gotta force at least one turnover if you wanna win this game.
1: Yep, for sure. I, I think that even though the Eagles defense did not play well, I would still give most of the credit yeah. to the play calling, completely probably throwing off. I mean, I thought was, what was amazing was this kind of slid under the radar. Vic Fangio got hired as the Dolphins' defensive coordinator, but prior to him signing his contract, he signed a two-week contract with the Eagles prepping them for this game. Maybe Dolphins fans shouldn't feel really good about this. Um, but I didn't even know you could do that. Too, I didn't know you could do it either. It was like kind of talked about, and then... Nobody really kept going with it. I'm like, wait a second, what wait? He got hired, didn't sign a contract, but signed a two week contract to help out another defense. Like, what the hell's going on? I mean But it doesn't really matter. The the offensive yeah. line for Kansas City, I think, stole the show.
0: For sure, no doubt about it. Rebuilding that on the fly is incredible. Um, Mahomes is having a great run. And if he can stay healthy, he's gonna be, I don't know, probably top three quarterbacks of all time. That's the trajectory he's on.
1: It is. I do want to talk and get your thoughts on Mahomes' performance a little bit deeper. So he wins MVP, throws only for 182 yards, 21 of 27. We mentioned how the running game was pretty good. Obviously, the defense scored that um, scoop fumble uh, for six. But, you know, three touchdowns to no picks. Tom, are we seeing the maturation of Mahomes? And I'm just going to, before you answer, kind of go a little bit deeper just for everybody listening and what I mean by that. Obviously, you had the big play of Tyreek Hill the first several years of his career, right? Mentioning Kelsey is a top all-time tight end in addition to some other weapons. This is more of an ensemble of characters, and you're seeing Mahomes not necessarily having to take those deep shots. I just feel like he's so much more cerebral, especially for a guy that looked like he might not be coming back after halftime re-aggravating that ankle. And I, I don't know, man, like, do you just think that we're watching him kind of evolve as a quarterback without that big play presence of a Tyree kill?
0: I, I think we've seen it all season. He, he mixed it up and got the ball to wherever it needed to go this entire year. You talk about my guy Dilfer taking the cheese and, and he, he can still sling it just as good as Josh Allen or Herbert with the best of them when he needs to, but he's not going to force it. I love that. And, I mean I think Simmons mentioned this on his pod. He's the only guy probably since Brady where when he's got the ball in his hands and there's time left, it's like, yeah, this game's over.
1: Yeah, because you also get the sense with him that he's not going to he's not going to have that costly turnover. Not
0: at all. Yeah. And and earlier in his career, like you said, perfect word maturation, he he would force something. Um, and it worked out for him early in his career. He's already got one Super Bowl, but now he just takes what the defense gives him because he knows he's going to live to see another day and have another shot at it and another play.
1: Well, I, I think that uh, it's really interesting. I mean, I'm not even going to count the Super Bowl against Tampa because he never had a shot in that game, but the Super Bowl three years ago against the 49ers, I think, was a pretty uh, a stark contrast, right? He threw that really bad interception in the third quarter, I believe it was, kind of in the double coverage and then he just took that what that crazy shot to Tyree Kill deep that set up what ended up being the uh, the game winning drive and that's because he had Tyree Kill but that ball could have easily been you know intercepted or or you know had the defense make a play on it i didn't feel like he forced anything in this game at all
0: played such a clean game let the running game really take care of itself out there and and he basically played off of that and he didn't care about the stats he just went out there to win and and the three touchdowns got him the mvp which if you're a quarterback you already have a leg up in the mvp race so if you if you don't fuck up completely and somehow win the game you're gonna win mvp
1: yeah i think we would agree that hertz would have won it I mean, he had the better game. I think. Let's no give doubt. Him his flowers.
0: Hurts played incredible. People are shitting on him for that hail mary. I, I I think he doesn't. I've seen. I saw him throw a lot of really good balls. I think what he was saying in the post game or whenever he said it was true. He he definitely got stuck in the turf and it twisted his body to the point where he was basically falling over when he was throwing it. I think that's the truth. But hurts hurts outplayed Mahomes in this game just because he had to.
1: I mean that throw to Goddard that ended up not being called a catch like that was one of the best throws I've I've seen in in given just the circumstance of it and then in real time to throw it in between the the corner over the top and this or the safety over the top and the corner underneath and uh, even that touchdown he threw deep to uh to Brown in the far corner I mean that was just an unbelievable throw he was he was just awesome in addition to obviously what he does with his legs
0: yeah, I think um even even with him making it to the Super Bowl this year, there was still questions about him as the quarterback of the future floating around. I think he answered all those and more. I think he should be the Eagles' quarterback for the next 10 years or however long he he can play. Um is is my question to you, and this is this I've been thinking about this. It, it, can we finally kill the first the top of the round first round running backs, please?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about
0: this. I mean, Edward Allaire got drafted in the first round two or three years ago, and and he might have been cut from this team. And Pacheco, who's a seventh-round pick, is running for 75 yards, and he had a touchdown.
1: You know how I feel about this. I don't want to rant and rave about it. It's, no, we don't need to. The only time that you that it is in any way, shape, or form acceptable is if the team is an already basically made team, and the only reason they draft, they're drafting – high end in the first round is because they had a substantial injury to a quarter to their starting quarterback and they're primed to be a great team again, like an Elliott in 2016. I mean, I think shit, man, the Eagles have two first round picks. They're going to be drafting in the top 10 this year because of the saints pick. I think that they're gonna. Uh, I mean, I think Bijan Robinson would fit perfectly for them. It's a Super Bowl team. You might as well make them even better. That is given. And of course, we'll see what happens to them in free agency. But that's the only time a, a running back should be anywhere near a first round.
0: No doubt about it. Any other thoughts on this game?
1: I mean, we got to talk about the last the the holding penalty, right?
0: <laughs> I really and, didn't want to. I mean, the guy admitted no, that he to. tugged, but sure. It was a ticky-tack play. Uh, could have gone either way. I don't I don't really think it impeded Smith-Schuster too much, but the call got made, and I, I got to say, there's not a lot of players that would have said what, what Gardner Johnson said, and I do appreciate it out of him.
1: Bradbury, you mean?
0: Yeah. Was it him or was it Gardner Johnson?
1: That was Bradbury.
0: Well, I did appreciate what he said and just fucking shut it down quick. No more talking about it, but I guess we're talking about it. What did you think?
1: Well, you got to talk about it because I think there's two different things to talk about. One, it was a penalty for sure. I think what everybody's upset about is, are you gonna? Can you make that call at that point in the game? You know, can you can you can you have a game possibly be decided? Which ultimately it was. Let's remember that if that's not called, uh, Kansas City kicks a field goal and. Philly still has like a minute and 40 left, a minute 48 left with a timeout to go down the field, which it looked like they would have easily done at least to send it to overtime. Uh, So let me ask you that question. Uh, Should it have been called in that situation? Forget about whether it was or wasn't. Obviously it was, you you tugged him twice. Should that have been called right there, given the magnitude of the situation?
0: I don't know. It's tough. I think, I think, in my opinion you, you unless it's egregious you let them play on that's how i feel
1: the way i see it is it doesn't matter if there's 40 seconds left or it's the first series of the game it's if it's a if it's the right call and you would make it at any point you got to throw the flag and yeah i'm saying this with Chiefs color glasses on obviously rooting against I, Philly but I I think that you got to throw it there.
0: I agree with that in principle, but I feel like the refs are so picky and choosy. And,
1: I guess because the, the the other thought of it is right, like are you are you gonna? There would be a hold on basically every play, right?
0: A hundred percent. And there's just the refs. I just think the refereeing in the NFL it, it needs to be better. Um, but they they don't really care because it it causes a lot of drama and it gets people talking about it and that's what they want. But there's so many situations where we don't know what the hell a catch is in the first place. Um, we I don't, don't we that. don't we don't know what a fumble is. Um. So I just think the refereeing overall needs to be better. I I will say if because I think the NFL wanted the Chiefs to win if you if you gave them truth serum, if the shoe was on the other foot and. The uh, the Chiefs and the Chiefs had the ball backed up. Would they have made that call?
1: Yeah, you just don't know. These are hypotheticals that you have to deal with, right?
0: Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I I I don't I I don't know. Um, and I that's why I think you let them play on, just because I truly think if the if if it was reversed, they wouldn't have made that call.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Eagles fans feel that way. Um. Who knows, man? I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, Bradbury admitted that he he held him. He held him twice. I think the jersey tug is what did it. I think if there was a little bit of that arm-to-arm, you could say that's incidental contact or both guys are trying to get separation. I think the last component there is, is was that even a catchable ball? Shit, if Smith-Schuster got away from Bradbury, was that ball even catchable I didn't think it was no. but I still thought the penalty was was clear enough to call.
0: No, I don't think it was a catchable ball. It was it was very obvious that a pe- that something did happen because Mahomes doesn't overthrow a guy by 20 yards, but I still don't think he still probably would have overthrown him by about 8 to 10 yards there.
1: Oh, I'll say it's suck it Philly. Um I'll yeah. I'll happily take it. Um Tom, we got to talk halftime, but real fast. Chiefs Open 2023 season as favorites at 6-1. to one. We obviously will do our preview in about seven months from now, but I feel pretty good about them retooling, and it really does look like they've settled into a really good offensive line that, that they can keep around Mahomes, because remember, his big contract is done.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I think they're going to get another weapon there, too.
1: Yeah. By the way, Smith-Schuster, I don't know if you saw that stupid – Oh. Instagram post his yesterday with, like, the, you know... Valentine's like, Day thing. Yeah, hold me or something, like, in regard... And had the Bradbury's, like, you're such a fuck. Like, come on. What more do you want the guy to do? Like, come on.
0: Yeah, no, and I, I don't think Bradbury replied to it. Class act. I like that guy. Um, Bradbury, obviously, but...
1: should still be a giant.
0: Yeah, yeah, he should. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough scene, especially because Juju What did He have one catch.
1: No, no, he was really good in the fourth quarter. He he came he came alive there in the fourth. But
0: true. Um, but before that, he had nothing. He's,
1: he's a listen. He's a he's like a third receiver at this point in his career. Like yep. now, he's starting to do the Eli Apple shit, where it's like you suck and you're talking. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. He should have been on the Eagles. Then he could have hated everybody across the board. I do think they retool, um, and I think they get another weapon in there. I feel like. This Chiefs team is now at the point where they're kind of like the Warriors in basketball were for a few years. There, guys that had a little bit left on the tank want to go get themselves a ring, and I think that the that the uh, Kansas City is going to be that destination now.
1: Good comp there. Yeah, I mean, listen, they this was their third Super Bowl appearance in four years. They've hosted five consecutive AFC Championship games, not gone to hosted, um, and outside of that, just wonkies. Uh, Tampa Bay Super Bowl where they had no offensive line, and I think Mahomes was concussed. Um, they they've won their they've won two of them, and I think that they'll be getting back to more of
0: them. Yep. Listen, long term prediction when it's all said and done, I think it goes Brady, Montana, and then Mahomes. And I'm not even putting Peyton there. He didn't win enough.
1: Yeah, I mean he already has as many as Peyton did. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty amazing. I think that's uh, got to
0: be the top three.
1: Um, uh, I agree. No, I, I certainly agree. You know, I had to just say that a little bit on UI there. Everybody's. Yeah, two. you took Giants He's in. A, got
0: you took Giants <laughs> in a couple times there. I figured I it was did. coming at some point. Football's uh, we'll over
1: talk, now. It's over, but we got to talk halftime, baby. What'd you think? Riri was great.
0: Uh, listen, at first, maybe this was the gummies talking, but at first sight, I really didn't like the fact that she was lip syncing. But, I mean, the choreography was amazing. The. Floating stages were incredible. The fact that she did the whole halftime show on her own and not bringing out a guest was awesome. Um, and the whole pregnancy announcement was very cool as well.
1: She's such a fucking boss.
0: Yeah, no, she is. Um, and and the the performance was blown out. And I mean, it's it's a loud stadium. I guess you got to pump the music in in the back, even if she's lip syncing.
1: Yeah. No, 100%. she made it
0: very uh, the fact I respect her because she did not try and hide the fact that she was lip syncing. I was looking at the back of the head while the back of her head while some of the lyrics were being sung. So, you know, she clearly <laughs> didn't, she's she's a bad bitch. She doesn't give a fuck.
1: No. And I also think that we've matured as as people watching this, like it's a performance. I'm not there to see her, you know, belt everything out, you know. It's a performance. You gotta tuck this into what is it, thirteen minutes or something? Yeah. Like, At first she I thought. did her entire medley of songs. And you know what it was for me, man? Because she hasn't done much in a little bit, and obviously we know why. I'm not it's not a knock, but like the amount of bangers she has. Oh it's yeah. It's just like like just from one to the next. I'm like, holy shit, that's right, this song was great. Oh my god, this song yeah. was, like no one doubt. after another.
0: I wonder if she ever writes another another album.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, going into another pregnancy, but who knows, man? I I mean, she she could do whatever the hell she wants. She is she is that.
0: I was hoping McCartney came out, played a little guitar on 4 or 5 oh, seconds, for, but Yeah. She wasn't going to have Kanye come out to do the uh, <laughs> to do the fucking to do his verse on that. That's for sure.
1: A friend of mine asked that kind of tongue in cheek, like you think that uh, you think that Kanye is going to make an appearance. I said Roger Goodell would stop this immediately and turn the stadium into darkness if Kanye came out.
0: Yeah, no, his mic would be cut off before he even made it to the stage. Um, yeah, but it, it was it was a very good Super Bowl, not the best one of all time, but it was a good one, and the second half made up for the first.
1: Yeah, the game was awesome. I mean, when you when you have a game that's decided by three points, a lot of offense. You know, some some, it was clearly the two best teams in the league. You know, that's how I felt coming away from it, which is pretty much what we thought heading into it.
0: Yeah, no, um, we've been saying that. uh, Well, I mean, I I said the Rams were going to go. I did predict the Chiefs at the beginning of the season again, not to toot my own horn, and stuck with it. By the way, Um, but since the beginning
1: talked about this, you can you can gloat since the beginning of the
0: playoffs. My recency bias Super Bowl pick was Eagles Chiefs the whole time.
1: Yeah, mine was not. I I had that Bengals moment. But. Listen,
0: true greatness is it, it, you don't do it once. You do it. You do it every single year. So let's see. This could be a hey. Remember the season of twenty twenty two, twenty three, when I had that all time run, or it could just be this is what he does. Wait and see. Yeah, Got to keep listening until next year.
1: You could be having your own Kansas City Chiefs moment here.
0: Yeah, the beginning, the very beginning, or it could be a drop in the bucket like the Rams.
1: We'll have to see. Uh, we got, like I said, we got about six, seven months before we talk NFL on the field again. Obviously, the off-season highlights and uh, and storylines will not go away. And Tom, we do have all thirty-two teams with an employed head coach. The Eagles they capitalized on their Super Bowl appearance because their offensive coordinator Shane Steichen is the now head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, maybe not a great lasting impression there, is being hired as the head coach. He can just stay out in the desert because he's going to be the head coach of the Cards.
0: Well, first of all, for the Colts, as long as it's not Jeff Saturday, good job by them. And I feel like you see this a lot when it comes to you get rid of an offensive guy and you bring in a defensive guy for the Cardinals. We'll have to see how it goes.
1: I was selfishly very happy because it sounded like Wink was a final candidate there in Indianapolis and Kafka was getting second interviews in Arizona. So both of them coming back is huge, but I think this was an interesting move for the, um, for the Cardinals dude going the defensive route. I had a feeling that they were going to try to do offense again, just to salvage what could be a sinking career of Kyler Murray. I mean, he's hardly even going to play next year, but I don't know. I felt like they needed a, a, a leader of men, and that seems to be what Gannon is, and then he can fill out his staff.
0: When is he going to be back?
1: I mean, there's talks that maybe he can play towards the end of next year, but we're probably looking at 2024.
0: Yeah, it really depends on who their backup is and how many games they win, I guess.
1: And they're drafting third. They could trade that pick. I don't know, man. I mean, that, that team really sucks. Hopkins is probably going to get moved. They have no offensive line. They have no real running game. They, outside of a couple guys on defense, they really don't have anything. That roster's bad.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. All right, let's talk about some awards. I feel like the only reason why you put these in here was to talk about the coach of the year. Um, but let's,
1: uh, No, I got some other reasons <laughs> for you, buddy.
0: Let's get it done. Um, MVP, Patty Mahomes. Deserve right it. Right call. Yep. Coach of the year. Let's just skip to the next next one. Just kidding. Um, Coach of the year Brian Dable, deserving.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say you got no problems with that, right?
0: Not at all, man. That team going to the playoffs and winning a game? Come on, man. Great, great year.
1: Absolutely. You gotta Love feel you good. As, gotta
0: feel good as a all Giants right. fan.
1: Former Jet Gino winning comeback player of the year. Did you think this was the right move? There were some other notable names, but I think that this was a really good call.
0: I picked McCaffrey, but I can't with a straight face say he deserved it over Geno. Incredible year for him. Breaks some sort of records um, for the Seahawks. And poopy Russell Wilson um, definitely deserved it. And I'm happy to see it.
1: You have to be. He he was a great story all year. Uh, Justin Jefferson winning Offensive Player of the Year. Nick Bosa winning Defensive Player of the Year. Justin uh, Jefferson,
0: was... my only prediction I got right, I think.
1: Good for you. Did you have him MVP or Offensive Player of the Year?
0: Offensive player of the year. I only pick quarterbacks at MVP.
1: Yeah, I know. You pretty much have to. Now Tom, this is where well yeah, that was a pretty that was a pretty popular pick. Now this is where you can shine. You got the clean sweep. Rookie class of the New York Jets was absolutely bona fide, stud after stud, and you got the offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year.
0: Awesome, you're drafting. I mean, the other guy, Johnson, we got in the first round seems to be a very good pass rusher. And also, Brees Hall probably would have won this award had he stayed healthy, too, which it's just crazy to think that. Um, yeah, just great draft.
1: And Walter Payton, man of the year, congrats to Dak. Hall of Fame, also a couple former Jets. Darrell Revis, I mean, for a couple years there, best corner possibly ever uh Rondé barber's in joe thomas zach thomas demarcus ware and then tom finally former jet joe klecko gets in on the senior list this is a guy who had an absolutely awesome career part of the new york sack exchange in the 80s with greg buttle it's about fucking time that klecko got in
0: it is i didn't know a senior list existed for the um nfl but it's good to see him get in finally get some due
1: I was surprised Don Coryell wasn't already in. You know, their the Air Coryell offense of the uh, Chargers back in the old AFL days, kind of like reinvented. You know, the modern offensive game with the uh, with the passing and deep deep shots down the field. So, a uh, couple notable names there, and yeah, we got a Hall of Fame class that will usher in the first football game of uh, the twenty twenty three season.
0: Yes sir. All right. Anything to say about the uh about the season? I'm sure it was a lot of fun for you. It was somewhat fun for me. Jets played better than we thought. They hit the over.
1: Yeah, I mean for me it was all it was honestly one of the most fun years I've had in a long time watching football. Obviously the Giants have been so bad, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy that the staff is returning and they can build upon that. We'll see what they do with Barkley and Jones and how they're going to rebuild this roster. And, Tom, for you, it's all about getting a fucking quarterback.
0: Yep. I had an argument with my buddies today that I, I, I'm of the camp I want Rodgers. Um, they were talking about Jimmy G and Derek Carr um, because you can Why? get those guys cheap. But I don't. those guys don't do it for me. What do you want to be? Do you want to be the Cowboys? No. No. I mean, because what they said to me was, oh, this will be a stopgap quarterback. I'm like, stopgap quarterback? You got a guy that can't win a Super Bowl for you, in my opinion, out of either of them, So, but they're also not going to be bad enough to put you in a position to draft the next guy. So you're just going to dwindle away in mediocrity.
1: Also, maybe drafting the next guy isn't your MO.
0: That's another good point. Yeah, man, we're, we're clearly not very good at evaluating quarterback talent over the last few years. And I just... I I think if you're going to do it, bet on the talent and go all in on Aaron Rodgers. I know he's a fucking weirdo, but take the shot, you know, bet on the talent.
1: Here's all I'm going to say. For, fan ba- for fans of a team that hasn't made the playoffs in going on 12 years, 13 years actually, You're going to be upset because Aaron Rodgers might only be there for a year and you're ceiling or and you might only win a playoff game. You haven't been to the fucking playoffs. That's like being that's like starving and all of a sudden being offered a cracker and be like, you know, I'm good. I was really hoping for a steak. Like, (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you?
0: Yeah, like, no, I want Rodgers. Of course
1: you want Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. And listen, are, are Jimmy G and Carr bad fallbacks? No, because anything's better than what you currently have. But come on, man. I mean, that those are people who I think are just afraid to get hurt.
0: 100% I couldn't agree more. Rodgers is my go. I don't care if you have to waste a little draft capital on him. I don't even know what the market is for him either.
1: He'll at least fetch A first.
0: Sure, A first. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. All right, ready to talk a little PGA?
1: I'm ready, man. Scotty Scheffler taking it in waste, back to taking back. it at the Waste Management. Back yes, to back.
0: He got his first victory there last year before he went on a historical run winning like what? I think he won the Waste Management. I know he won the Dell. He won another one and then he went on and won the Masters um and became world number 1 quite quickly. Um And the guy's game is rounded into form right at the right time because within the next couple of weeks, believe it or not, Augusta's right around the corner. Um, Rahm obviously has won already twice this year. He's already in form. Um, I had the Ricky play, and Ricky finished 10th. I'm telling you, this year, Ricky is going to blow the top off the defense and win a tournament.
1: Well, you see the flashes of it, right? He got the ace. Um, He did, yeah, and and he played really exceptional golf. His swing looked really good. Um, I mean, he's knocking on the door, right? He, I think he's he's no longer just the guy that you think about from the commercials and and some of his attire. Like he's starting to play good golf again.
0: Yeah, he definitely is. He got back with uh, Butch Harmon, his swing coach, and his swing has changed. You can see it if you look at a side by side. I think he's shallowed himself out a little bit more, and he's just keeping the ball in the fairway more. And I think he's got a little bit more distance as well. Um, like what I'm seeing out of Ricky, he's going to win this year. Speeth is going to win a major this year. And previewing the Genesis Invitational, Tony Finau is going to win the Genesis Invitational. You heard it here first. You know he's one of the members of my foursome. My fourth is vacant, and I'm sending out applications, but... Tony's in there, he's winning it this week, and Tiger's playing.
1: Tiger's fucking playing, man. Um, and isn't it such a great Tiger move, to Right after the Super Bowl, the sports calendar's looking a little bleak, and he's like, I'm going to get out there and play.
0: Well, this is also the tournament that he hosts, so n- n- no more of a perfect landing spot for him.
1: Well, I think he wanted to play it last year, but he just couldn't.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you don't remember, Max Homa won at Riviera, the Genesis Invitational, two years ago, and Tiger was driving to play around with him or something like that, and that's when he unfortunately drove off that cliff.
1: Right. Yeah, I forgot it was leading up to that tournament. Um, going back to the the Waste Management Open, obviously I I watched actually a decent amount of this. I, was, I watched the finish up until I left for uh, the Super Bowl party, and I mean, dude, that that putt Sheffler made on 16 I gotta say though, this Nick Taylor guy And I know I'm, I'm just getting into it But I didn't know anything about him I know he missed his putt But I thought he acquitted himself great He played a hell of a tournament At, at minus 17 He just lost to a guy who I think is a killer
0: Yeah, he definitely is a killer um, I don't know too much about this Nick Taylor guy um, 34 years old Uh I mean, anybody can win on any week on the PGA Tour, but I don't see him being in too many top tens, I hate to tell you.
1: No problem. Um, Do you think Scheffler can kind of go on a run that he went on last year after winning this thing?
0: Absolutely. He's one of the best golfers in the world.
1: Well, he's number one now, right?
0: Yeah, I think he got it back. I think it was Rory, and he grabbed it.
1: How did you feel about the field overall? Was there anybody that you wish played in this tournament, or did you think that overall was pretty solid?
0: Nah, these are one, that's one of the elevated tournaments, and the Genesis Invitational is another one of the elevated tournaments where they're trying to raise the purses and do these so-called elevated tournaments in order to get all the players out. I think everybody that mattered was there.
1: 400,000 spectators on Saturday.
0: That's in 1 day. And Sean, let me tell you, you better pack your bags cuz this is kind of where I'm pushing for the bachelor party to be next year.
1: You said that last week on the pod. I'm I'm already kind of ready. I mean Well, now
0: listen, that you I saw mean, it, don't you understand why?
1: Of course. I mean, I did watch some of it last year and I know the whole historionics around it and, you know, just how much of an absolute party it is. Uh, But you saw the streaker on day one. I I had my great Shooter McGavin tweet that I sent you. Damn (laughs) you people. This is golf, not a rock concert. Um,
0: That's streaker, man. He, He wreaked havoc. He really got around.
1: No, he did. He had it planned. He was nifty. It took a while. If he was at a baseball game, he would have been down in five seconds.
0: Yeah, well, it's a lot harder to catch a guy on a golf course than in an enclosed stadium.
1: <laughs> it really is. All right, so you got Tony in the Genesis. Is, is Tiger making the cut, in your opinion? He said he wouldn't play if he didn't think he could win. If he makes the cut, you know, do you feel good about him being in contention at all? Or is it just going to be fun to watch him play?
0: I think he's going to make the cut. I think he's ramping himself up for the Masters. Maybe one more tournament before the Masters he'll play. Um, I do think he makes the cut. I, I don't know about anything past that, although it looks to be pretty cold out there. It was 46 in the morning, apparently, when he was doing his practice round. He was in like a fucking Canada Goose out there playing.
1: <laughs> yeah, for L.A., that is that is very unseasonably cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, the warm weather's come over here.
1: Yeah, dude, I heard it was really warm up there today.
0: Yeah, it almost touched sixty. I'm not complaining.
1: Absolutely not. It was high seventies here. Um, oh, oh, Let's see if it. Let's see if it warms up uh, out in L.A. for for Thursday. Um, Tom, you texted me. Uh, Full swing debuted today on Netflix, episode one. Got to get your thoughts.
0: Episode one, I think I'm four or five episodes in now since we last spoke. Because
1: oh, did they, did, did they run like... They just like,
0: put it all out. There's eight episodes. Oh,
1: they did? Okay. I wasn't sure if they were doing a week-by-week.
0: Yep, no, you can binge it. Um, yeah, it's because we do this podcast at 10 o'clock and I got home from work a little bit early today, I just sat on the couch with Michaela and just watched a bunch of episodes till dinner and then after dinner. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're really not holding back. There's a lot of live talk. I have to say, when you watch the episode with DJ, uh, his comments were some of the most honest comments I've heard so far. And I have to say, I don't agree with it, but I respect it out of him. Um, and the only other thing I really saw that wasn't just awesome golf, and I was glued to the TV, was um, Dustin Johnson or not Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas in the first uh, episode went to CVS and had to buy some allergy medicine during the PGA. And I noticed on the screen at CVS that he did round up the $0.77 cents to make it an even $64 to donate to the American Heart Association. So he is a charitable man.
1: Nice. Very, very Those nice. are the
0: things that I pick up on.
1: Listen, those are the things you want to pick up on if you're going to root for guys on the tour. I mean, listen, you got to be doing charitable acts such as that. But as far as DJ, I mean, that's kind of what we talked about when he finally, I mean, he was one of the later uh, waves of guys to, to announce he was going to live. But he was honest about it from the get-go, right? He wanted to set him and his family up for multi-generational wealth. And
0: Yeah, as if they yeah, don't have it. Was, I mean, do you know who his wife is?
1: I'm very well aware of, of Paulina Gretzky. But, yes, <laughs> it's um, – it, it, it's it's again. I can not love it, but I can respect when you're honest instead of pulling this bullshit of that you're not sports washing and that you're you know committed to growing the game with a different league and all those stupid things that people say.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping Michaela was watching it with me. I'm hoping um, I'm hoping she comes around to the idea of letting our kid really get into golf because she could not wrap her brain around that. Ian Poulter has won on the PGA Tour, I think, once. And his most well-known thing is that he wears crazy pants and that he's good in the Ryder Cup. Nothing to do with be synonymous with winning. And he's earned $33 million in his career on the PGA Tour. So I said, yeah, that's, that's why our child will be playing golf if they want to.
1: As if they have a choice with you as their father.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. That's just, it's crazy. Fuck baseball. Fuck basketball. Fuck football. Golf is the way to go.
1: So that is, I mean, go back to DJ for the last time. I mean, that is what we want from these dudes who make free agent decisions every winter or every summer, right? It's like, oh, you know, I just always wanted to be a Raider. It's like. No, you went there because they offered you a fully guaranteed yep. deal. Like, come on. No, I was, stop bullshitting us. I hated
0: hearing the rest of the guys talk about the bullshit. And, uh, you know, Poulter said something about, oh, well, I, I'm an independent contractor or whatever. It's like, yeah, you were an independent contractor, but you're not anymore, buddy.
1: <laughs> no, no. You are you're you might as well have signed your, your contract with Liv with blood. Yep. Because you have no option. If they're if they're telling you you got to play or make an appearance, You'll
0: be there. No doubt about it. Your,
1: your your alternative is uh probably very unfortunate.
0: Yeah, and uh clearly they don't care about who or how you get uh taken care of.
1: No, not even a little bit.
0: Not at all. Not at all. Um but I did say, I I'm sure we talked about this before, but um there was there was the comment about you know, how, obviously, how the crown prince or whatever ordered the uh, murder of the reporter um, yeah. a few years back. And Greg Norman was asked about it, and he said, we all make mistakes. Oh, my, oh, my God.
1: God. That's as bad as it gets. That, that is, is as is bad honestly, as it gets. I mean, that's you want to talk about selling your soul. That's it right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, word of advice, if you're Kyrie Irving, just bring up Greg Norman every time somebody shits <laughs> on you. <laughs> Be like, hey, at least I'm not Greg Norman.
1: <laughs> yeah, I listen, I, I might have I might have posted a link to a very anti Semitic video. But did you hear what Greg Norman said?
0: Yeah, exactly. Just changed the subject. Um, yeah. all right. Well, I'm excited to watch the Genesis. You got a pick for me before we move on, or are you just saving it for the majors?
1: Uh no, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Rom.
0: Okay. All right, picking the hot hand. Uh you know he likes to win in California as well. I like that. He's move. been playing
1: really well, man. I mean he's, he's won twice
0: already. He's been playing great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was thinking of Morikawa, but I, another I good LA delay. pick. Yeah, but he has he has not been in the leaderboard area where I no. like to see him. So I've been, his I'm game his, is I not where I'm it wrong. needs to be. Yeah, I'll take Ron here.
0: Okay, let's talk a little MLB for thirty seconds. Frankie Montas is undergoing surgery. Uh, yet another reason why I'm glad uh, the Yankees went out and got Rodon.
1: I mean, this is going to go down as one of the worst trades that the Yankees have made, and they've made a lot of them. Uh, you, you were the first on the docket as far as saying, can we please not target Oakland A's starting pitchers? My, here's my question to you. You know, he comes to the Yankees. He's already on the IL. Out of shape, with too. With shoulder strain, right? And then he makes a couple starts. He's terrible. Goes back on the IL. We really don't see him. What in the fuck were the medicals that he took that he passed?
0: Sometimes I wonder, man. I really do. I mean, I, d- I just wonder if they do their due diligence or Cashman just wants it done so it gets done. This smartest guy in the room bullshit's got to stop, bro. And I'm hoping the hiring of the of the consulting staff that he put in place will keep him in check.
1: I hope so too. I mean, listen, uh, you know he he also made the Harrison Bader trade which looks to be very good, right? Yeah. But I, all I'll say is this.
0: But we can't we can't go batting five hundred. Sean, we need to hit on, on most of these.
1: Well, we know what Cashman's strengths are, man. He he does the great with the under-the-radar guys and the fringe guys and the diamonds and the rough guys and the free agents that obviously Hal is endorsing, like a Garrett Cole, like what we hope is a like Carlos Rodon. But these trades for these these starters midseason have not done him any favors with the organization. But now the Yankees... They're gonna to have to change some pitching plans because Montas was supposed to be their fifth starter. Now it's gonna be Herman, which is fine. I mean, I I'm know not Yankees mad about are, that. I'm not mad about it either. I mean, Yankee fans don't like him, and there's some reason not to. But if you look at overall his time as a Yankee, when he's been a starter, he's honestly been very good. Including last year when Montas was on the IL and um, and they traded Montgomery, he he was a very solid back end starter for the Yankees and. Now though depth is going to be pushed because Clark Smith's probably next on deck. I don't know, man. Is this the time now where they look at that infield surplus and say we might have to go out and get a starter from a from a team that has starter surplus?
0: I wouldn't mind it, dude. It's it's at some point it's got to be sure to get off the pot time with these guys because we've seen it way too many times with Cashman where he has quote unquote his guys and then they just never come to fruition.
1: No, uh, and you know that they don't want Severino throwing a load of innings to start the season. Cortez uh, is going to miss two weeks of actual pitching because he has a grade two uh, hamstring pull. Uh, doesn't sound like it's super serious, but they don't want him to—they uh, don't want him to, you know, stress. He also pitched so many innings last year, um, and they're obviously not going to let Cole and Rodon go nine innings the first couple of weeks. So, uh, I think having more more. Rotation depth would be advantageous for them.
0: No, I would. I would like to go out and get like a, a number three starter that can fill in as your f- three through five guy, and then stick Herman back in the spot where he was supposed to be, where he can take the innings load off of the off of your main starters at the beginning of the year. Agreed with
1: you. Agreed with you. But you know what you. upsets
0: yeah. me is the fact that since Montas has come here, they. They knew all of these issues that he had, and they they haven't gone out and gotten a guy.
1: Well, they got Rodon.
0: Sure, but but Rodon, we I want a guy that's gonna be, you know, a guy to basically spell Montas and all these guys, and then keep Herman in his backup spot. Rodon was was brought in to be your number two starter. Point blank.
1: Period. Well, unfortunately, so was Montas when they got him. So you know they weren't anticipating that a guy who was supposed to be their number two starter when they acquired him would be their number five starter that would then go on the IL. So pecking orders do change. I think that at at some point in this springtime, we're going to probably be watching college basketball on a Saturday or Sunday and we're going to see a pass and bomb break that the Yankees traded some of their, some of their robust infields because they just, there's not enough room to play. Who's on your
0: do-not-touch list? Volpe?
1: Volpe and Peraza seem to be it.
0: Peraza what? The uh... shortstop. Okay. Who's the outfielder he's younger? Is it an outfielder that just hits absolute bombs? I'm trying to think of his name.
1: Oh, Dominguez? Yeah. Yeah. He's a couple of years away. Um, he'll start in double-A this year. I don't think they want to trade him, but I don't think he's untouchable. I mean, I would still love to find a way to get Brian Reynolds here, but it sounds like that's not going to happen. So,
0: Well, especially not uh, now. Unless you could do a package deal with the Pirates and steal one of their starters as well.
1: They said that they want a combination of Volpe and Peraza plus another top two or three. It's like they said they want a Juan Soto deal for him. So, like, that shows you how delusional that that organization is. But, that's
0: fine. Enjoy media. Like, you could get two to three guys for your one guy or you could get nothing. Okay.
1: For a guy who doesn't want to be there. Yeah. You don't see formal trade requests in baseball that often. And Reynolds has been very public about not wanting to be there. So Stupid. I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, man, like I hate to say it, but his, the names it, it's written all over that Glaber Torres might not be on this team in three or four weeks because they didn't offer him an extension during arbitration. They usually do that with players they want. Um, and if they're not going to trade one of Peraza or Volpe, I, it leads me to believe that Peraza's in their long-term plans at short and Volpe's in their long-term plans at second.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're, let's trade him for while while he's worth something.
1: He's a, he is a very good player. Uh, it's just he doesn't fit their timeline if they're unwilling to part with these prospects.
0: Yeah, I know. I agree. Um, that the rookie cards that I bought of him are not are not showing value. <laughs> that was Which a tough. My kid better be uh, good at golf because their college fund's done, um, already <laughs> before we even started saving. My last thing about baseball, though, did you see the announcement during the Super Bowl about Derek Jeter joining the Fox team?
1: Oh yeah, what do you think?
0: I'm excited. I mean, Jeter spent time doing the whole owner thing and staying out of the spotlight. I think Jeter has a good personality, and I think he's going to be a breath of fresh air on that Fox staff. I'm sick and tired of the David Ortiz and A-Rod back and forth thing. I, I, like, I like Pedro, um, and I really don't mind Frank Thomas. I don't even know if these guys are all on the same network. I'm just throwing out names there that do baseball, but I think Jeter's going to be the best guy there, and that's not biased.
1: No, well, let me ask you this. Is Jeter going to be part of that, or is he going to be doing games? Because I'll tell you one thing. I'd much rather have him than Smoltz.
0: Yeah, I mean, what don't you like about Smoltz? And I'll say whether I agree or disagree, because I I think we're going to feel the same way. I find him pompous and boring.
1: I was going to say altruistic, so yeah, I agree with you there. Um, He seems like he is very anti the new age of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. he kind of talks down, at least when I'm listen, watching game and I have the sound on. I feel like he's very much, instead of trying to educate you, he's more talking down to you.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think he's a pitching genius, but I don't know. Maybe he's better. Well, guess I guess if he's not embracing the new age of the game, he's not better off in the front office. But I think Jeter's going to bring a lot of different perspectives because he was he did run a baseball team for a while there that – when they were going with his plan, and I'm just going off the narrative of his documentary, they did make the playoffs and they were rebuilding.
1: Yeah, I, I think that it's hard for former players who were so, you know, they were so in like just completely consumed with winning that when your team's not winning, it's really, really hard. Um, and that team has never really had the full buy-in from, whatever owner they've had, right? And he was just a minority owner. He wasn't a majority owner. So I think at the end of the day, it, the writing was on the wall. And also, I think Jeter needed to be more focal point with today's you know kids who are growing up and learning about baseball, watching baseball. And he needs to be a focal point with the Yankees. Not to be selfish about it, but like Derek Jeter is a top five Yankee all time, right? Like, yeah, He doesn't come around much. A, no, you want him to be more involved than – no offense, but much more so. I feel like A-Rod was much more involved with the Yankees. I'm like, no, 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 give me more Jeter.
0: I agree, and I think Jeter started to feel the heat about that, um, and that's why the documentary came out, and that's why he did a complete 180 from his his retirement. feels like, what, eight years ago, something like that?
1: Yeah, man, it was. I mean, it's going on nine now. Yeah,
0: and I think he started to feel that um, he was kind of – being talked about less and less, so he said that he would do the documentary, which I thought was a very good piece of work. I am being, I'm being more biased than I've ever been, but I just fucking Jeter's my favorite player of all time in any sport, so I'm going to, and that and that's why he's putting his face back out there.
1: A hundred percent. No, I think this was. I think this was great. Um, just to wrap up, Tom, just want to talk a little college hoops. Number one, Purdue, went down to Northwestern this weekend. Yeah. So we have a little bit more of a shakeup. Purdue dropped to three. Alabama went to one. You're Alabama
0: Crimson Tide. Are you claiming them? Of course not. not i <laughs> hoops. Well, is UConn still in the top 25? Yeah, they are. They're number 20.
1: Yep. Your Johnny's got a nice win. They beat they did. Providence.
0: They did. That was a very good game. And did you see who was at the game and then visited the team after? I did not. Coach Mike Shushevsky. Really? He went to the St. John's game before he even went to the Duke game. I don't know. Wow. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, stop it. Stop <laughs> it.
1: We're ending the we're ending the podcast on that. Um
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, a guy can dream.
1: A guy can dream, all right. Um uh, but no, interesting. I mean listen, we're in the dog days now, Tom, prior to March Madness. We got a couple lean weekends, so golf is going to be, you know, front and center unless Aaron Rodgers yeah. comes out of the darkness and says, "I'm going to the Jets."
0: Oh man! Well, uh, there isn't. How many weeks away are we till t- till players can even be traded?
1: Well, players can start being traded now. I mean, the Raiders ended up releasing Carr because he said he wouldn't waive his no trade, so uh, they're not on the on the books for that money, which so I think he, was
0: smart because he can just go anywhere he wants.
1: Yeah, I think the Saints and Panthers make a lot of sense for him. Um,
0: Agree, just not the Jets, please. I mean, listen, I know the guy. The circumstances in in Oakland and then uh, Vegas were not the best, but the guy has not won much in his career.
1: No, I think I saw a stat that he's like twelve and forty eight against winning teams. Yeah, in his career. I don't Which, give. Again, a f- like I don't wins give. Wins and f- losses shouldn't be a It shouldn't be a quarterback stat, but.
0: I know, but I, that's that's glaring.
1: It is very glaring. Um, listen, if Rogers says I'm going back to Green Bay. Derek Carr might you might fall in love with him, but for right now, I think it's I think it's Rogers or bust.
0: I will tell you this right now. I'm gonna put it on wax. If Rogers says he's going back and we settle for Derek Carr, I'm going to have a hard time talking myself into him.
1: Okay. It's good. Now, eventually, I know you will, because that's what you and I do. We we have to do that as fans of our teams. Um, but I hope for your sake and for our podcast's sake and just overall sake, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets would just be fucking awesome.
0: It would be incredible. He's doing a four-day complete darkness thing right now. Can um, you know, do
1: a darkness retreat?
0: For four days? Yeah. And what do you do?
1: You sit in darkness
0: and that's in it? like
1: a, a, a house or are like there a drugs there. House. I mean, I guess you could do drugs. Well, I'm yeah, sure. then
0: maybe I would.
1: It, it seems intense. I've I read more about this thing. It's become somewhat, I'm not going to say mainstream, but a bit more utilized by some people who are looking for these crazy kind of out of body experiences. It's like adult diapers are like optional. Because, like, you can't see anything. You can't go to the bathroom. You can't see anything. Food Meals are, like, dropped off to you. but like
0: Oh, Sean, I could to go ask. to the bathroom. You just feel around until you find the bathroom. Once you feel well, a tile say, floor on your feet, you know it's the bathroom.
1: I'm going to say in four days you could use up every inch of that place.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, do Let him do whatever he wants. If it makes him throw more touchdowns for the Jets. That, if he wants to that, do ayahuasca pregame, I'll, uh, whatever he does, is that what it is?
1: Well, it is what it is. It's not before the games, though. I can tell you that.
0: Well, I'm saying if he wants to, I mean, who was that fucking guy in the in the '80s or whatever for the Pirates that threw a fucking no hitter on on acid? <laughs> who was that guy? Doc something. That's not a history. Doc point.
1: That was cocaine. No, uh, I'm gonna
0: look it up though, right now.
1: All right. Well, I can tell you this. Ayahuasca is not meant to be done prior to a athletic Doc event. Ellis.
0: Doc Ellis.
1: Nice. The fact that you got – you know, you can't remember the names of uh, prominent modern-day players, but you pulled Doc Ellis out of your butt. I yeah. I
0: mean. I mean, come on, dude. The guy threw a no-hitter on fucking LSD. I mean, seriously.
1: Imagine what he was seeing.
0: <laughs> well, clearly he wasn't seeing fucking the ball hitting the
1: bat. Nice. All right. On that note, Tom, anything going on this weekend? Just cozying up and watching the Genesis?
0: I'll watch the Genesis. It's gonna be warm enough to play golf this weekend. We'll see, uh we'll see what the fiance has planned for us. Um nothing crazy. Um watching, you know, college basketball, the Genesis, NBA, um the Knicks are on a three game win streak. This it is it is all star weekend. Um I do still watch a little bit of it. Just just it's it's more of a it's more of a pastime for me because I was so into All Star Weekend when I was a kid more than any other sport. I I loved the NBA All Star Weekend when I was younger.
1: A little nostalgia for you there. Yeah, I, I might peek in, but I can't imagine I'll spend a lot of time on it.
0: No, no, no. Did you watch? Did you watch that Mavericks final possession? By the way.
1: Oh, with Kyrie and Luca, kind of like playing hot potato. Big, you yeah, take exactly. it. I
0: take it. You take it. No, you take it.
1: I mean, they're going to have this. It's going to be a feeling out process. That'll get figured out. Yeah, I have no doubt. I worry more about how they're going to play defense towards the end of games.
0: No doubt about that. Your Nets kind of stand in pat in the standings.
1: Hey, by the way, congrats to your Knicks. You beat us for the first time in three years, and you would have thought that you just won the NBA Finals.
0: I didn't feel that way.
1: There's so many. I really want to know this from your perspective, because I know you're not one of them. So I want you to kind of like, Go into the the psychology of your fellow Knicks fans. Why didn't the Nets run so rent-free in the Knicks fans' head? It's like, you should have beaten us. It was our first game with a brand-new team. Our top two players are gone. Like, you should have beaten us. What's the the big deal?
0: I, I feel like Knicks fans in general, because of the Lakers and some of the other big teams out there, they have a massive inferiority complex, and they're just taking all comers.
1: They're also just like, oh, this has always been a net a Knicks city. I'm like, I don't think any net fans like really wanted to claim New York. We were just better than you for several years, and now there's a good chance that this is an you know an even playing field. By the way, Brunson went fucking ape shit. Game.
0: I disagree with that statement. Being around here, I I there was a lot of Nets fans talking shit. So
1: about taking over New York, though.
0: Just that they, you know, they were the team now and blah, blah, blah. And 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 nothing came of it. Just being around here.
1: Okay. Yeah, because that's dumb. I never cared about that. I was just like, well, one of the two is just winning more than the other. You know, it just is what it is. But it's like, I don't know. But I, I mean, I'll i take your word for it. Um, yeah, the Knicks have won three in a row. They killed the Hawks tonight. The Nets got a really nice win against the Heat tonight in the game they needed. And, um Bridges, I think, went for forty-five. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see when the Trey Young trade request and/or whatever starts to starts to flutter around with them being under five hundred.
1: Yeah, I mean that that team is going to look very different uh, post summer.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. The one guy they should have held on to is now on Sacramento.
1: Yeah, that organization is is really nothing but perpetually mediocre. Um, the worst thing that we talk about, the worst thing that the Knicks did was be the fourth seed that year. The worst thing, even or the thing that was even worse than that, I should say, was Atlanta going to the Eastern Conference Final.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. That gave them such a bullshit false sense of confidence.
1: What a weird year that was, man.
0: Yeah, no doubt. You got anything good this weekend?
1: I actually do. Um, friends engagement party but a couple of my friends um families from Richfield are coming down here um for the weekend so i'll be able to see them and uh just it'll be a good social weekend so uh weather should be great and yeah just gonna be gonna be pretty busy
0: nice well enjoy that i expect you to watch at least one episode of this uh pga tour full swing i
1: will i will there's not much else to to really spend time watching i gotta say that
0: yeah, it is awesome. And you know what? You should really think about going to that tournament that they have down there.
1: Oh, here, yeah, here in Austin The Country Dell match club. play? Yep. I mean, why like not? 20, the course is only like 20 minutes from here.
0: I'm sure it's not that expensive of a ticket either. Why not? Fuck it.
1: I'll have to keep you posted.
0: Yes, sir. All right, well, I guess we'll be back next week. This is the slow time for sports, Sean. We're going to have to start grasping at straws and go back to the old COVID days.
1: <laughs> Let's just do that uh, figuratively and not literally.
0: Yes, of course. I just meant trying to try and yeah. watch sports and make sure up. I don't
1: up. have any doubt that we'll be all right.
0: Yes, we will. Everybody, enjoy the week, and we will talk to you next week.
1: Take care, everybody.